Yo, yo, yo. Check, check. All right, let me turn off the TV's volume. There we go. Yeah, let's turn mine down as well. Three, two, one, Cancun. Cancun. <laughs> I do like that title. I can't believe they got swept. I mean, I can Dude. because the way Boston played on defense and they just shut KD down. And it wasn't all KD, but it's like when you shut him down and then Kyrie's not doing anything um, and then not everyone else on the team doing anything, then, yeah. And I figured even with uh, with Tatum fouling out, I was like, okay, the Nets actually could pull this one out. Right. Um, I mean, KD played better tonight than he did the last game. They even got Scott Foster in this game, like in their favor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all that know. atrocious six foul on Tatum was awful. I mean, come on, that thing was terrible. Right. I I'm just so glad the Nets are out. Don't have to worry about them anymore at all. Um, so annoying. What's really shock? Well, not really shocking. I guess it's just because they were down three zeros. The Raptors now kind of making it a series. I mean, it's not that. Oh, they're making it a series. I mean, it's three to two now. And they played good today. I, in Philly, too. Like yes. It's, it was not even a home game. Um, I mean, Toronto's good already. They play really hard. They're good. Yeah, they're scrappy. Yeah, like, but games. I mean, really, the series should be over by now. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a series that would go six or seven. I think I actually predicted the Raptors to win four to three, and my really? prediction looked awful after three games. Um, <laughs> and it's just man, Harden doesn't look the, like Harden like that. Where everyone's used to. Um, I agree, but you got to think of his track record in the playoffs. Oh yeah, it's terrible. It, it's yeah. it's really bad. But I mean, even in the which regular makes season, so, that makes no sense to me because he seems to be a player, not as much as he used to, but overall enjoys the spotlight. And oh, he enjoys, yeah, it. and and he he has a good team around him, so it's not all on his shoulders. Uh, I don't, I don't know why he's not playing better. Well, I think it's because he's getting older now. Um, I think he lost his explosive like first step how he beat people off the dribble. So I think he's lost Maybe. that a little bit. And that that was a big part of his game. And he's not really – I think it's that he's put on extra weight uh, than he used to carry. And I think he needs to get in better shape. Um, I know we mentioned it the, the yeah. last episode that I don't know if I resign him. I might try to sign and trade him or I might just say – all right, well, it's been real. Um, because, I mean, if you sign him to a max deal, at the end of that deal, he's going to be making, like, like Westbrook money, like, in the 50s, like 50 million range for, per year. Right. How, he's not worth 50 million now, let alone, like, closer to 60 million at the end of that contract. So I've, Right now, right now, it looks like you're right. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather see what plays out because I do, I mean, I don't want to count them out or count him out yet. Let's say wait and see what happens. Uh, But just real quick, because we're already into the sports. This is Mm -hmm. Top Plays Podcast, Sports and Music. All right. Anyways, there we go. Um, But, dude, I just, 
there's no sweeps in the West at all, which is no, surprising. I thought for sure that I really thought for sure that Golden State was going to complete it, especially after they uh, came back in fa- in that fashion last night. And uh, that yeah. the inbounds play wasn't great. I know they were trying to take uh, advantage of um, Wigan's size on Rivers. I just didn't like the pass. Um, yes. So two yeah. things happened. I do think Rivers was ready for it. I don't know if you saw like the any of the post game, but like Jokic was on the sidelines yelling, "It's going to be a lob!" <laughs> like. The the Nuggets yeah. completely anticipated what they were going to do. Even with that, I yeah. don't know that was a bad play call, but I, I agree with you. I don't like the pass. It should have been, for one, it should have been farther, but it also should have been higher. It should have been closer to the rim, closer yeah. to an alley-oop. Definitely. Um, not quite an alley-oop, because I don't know if he has that jumping yeah. ability like flat-footed like that without running, uh, which it's harder to get like a run. If you do a running start, it even more shows, shows off what you're doing. But it's not a super easy pass, but for the most part, it should have been higher and a little more closer to the rim. Uh, but Rivers also made an excellent just jump to to block it. Oh, yeah. I mean, credit to them. Uh, for hanging tough, but I still think they wrap it up Wednesday, especially being in um, San Fran. I think they take care of business and they win four. I agree. But it's like I agree. Every series now in the West is at least going to go. Well, I mean, outside of that, which is still TBD, the other three series out West are all going six games, which is surprising because heading into the playoffs, I had, I think the only swoops I had called, if I can remember correctly, were the Suns. And I might have – I think I had the Bulls winning one game, so that might – I don't think I called that sweep either. I think the only sweep I had was Phoenix, and with them losing Booker, man, I right. watched that game last night. The it Pels sucks. are putting up a fight. So. so, yeah, you got two things. The Pels are honestly better than I expected. Like, I knew yeah. McCollum coming meant, like, next year, look out. Not these playoffs, look out. And then you got what's the other guy's name? Ingram, right? Yeah, Brandon Ingram. For I think he, this is his third year. Where he's been really good. Uh, like he didn't want to default to to Zion a lot last year, but I think last right. year was the maybe maybe it was either last year or the year prior to that. Oh, no, it was the first year they got him in the trade from the Lakers. I think he made the All Star team, so that'll been two years ago. And I mean, he's looked better, and he's been great in these playoffs. Like he's been putting up points. He's been. He really, really has a great leader for that team. Yeah. I mean, granted, if Booker wasn't hurt, it may be a different story right now. But the, regardless, Booker's hurt. So this is what it is. And yeah, they need us. Like, the, I still expect the Suns to win, but they might go seven. I, I do expect the Suns to win. I think they win tomorrow. I think they play tomorrow night. I expect them to win that game. And then we'll see when it goes to New Orleans. Um, I want to flip something out here. Okay. If you're New Orleans, do you trade Zion? And I, I mean that, like, I, as a as someone who likes Zion, yes, you like Zion a lot. Yeah, he's like I'm one afraid, of my favorite players. But I'm afraid Zion is Greg o, is a is Greg o, Odin 
happening. He's been injured a lot. Yes. He's way overweight. Yes. And you could get a lot for him. So my thing is if you trade him. Can you still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's so young you and he's really – he's proven when he's been – he's still a good player when, he, when he's been in the game. But it's been a while. Um, I think you have a, like a team like the Knicks. You have a team like maybe Detroit. Someone who can maybe offer up a couple players, whether it be role players. Kind of like – let's look at the Porzingis still where they got Dinwiddie and they got uh, Bertans. Right, but they're not gonna. I mean, they're gonna get more than that for him. I'm not saying that because he's not like damaged like Porzingis, where you know he, we just he wasn't coming back from that same injury. But you could get a player or two that's like actually some value, and then you could get maybe a draft pick, like a really high draft pick. What if you had? Let's say you would if you had like a top four draft pick this year, and you could get Bancaro or Smith or um, Chet. Something like that. Like, wouldn't that be enticing? What to if get? the Lakers? What if the Lakers traded AD? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think that's a mistake. I do think AD deserves at least one more season to see if he can stay healthy. Because if he stays healthy, he's a he's a very very good can be dominant player. Um, he's a, he's he, yeah. he's not aggressive enough. Agreed. He doesn't have that killer instinct. But if he can stay healthy, he's very good. Yes, but, and he can be the best player on the court. Can he but, stay healthy? Yeah, that's the question. And I don't. I, I think that if I'm the Pelicans, who look really good without Zion right now, if you could, let's yep. say you you trade him to someone that maybe has a top three pick. That puts you getting Bancaro, Smith, or Chet Holmgren. So you have one of those guys on a rookie deal. You don't have to pay Zion over $100 million because you don't have to give him the rookie extension. So you don't have to pay him like a big contract. You can get a player of his caliber that could probably play and fit in well. I'm thinking like, okay, obviously right now Valanciunas is their center. What if you had someone like Chet Holmgren in there? I think he would, he would mesh really well on that team. And the reason I say that is because he doesn't need the ball. He's not going to like be a dominant center, but if he was like playing power forward for them or just giving them solid minutes off the bench as like a sixth man, I kind of like that. Um, right. you, you give me Jabari Smith's athleticism, I don't mind that either on that team. So, I mean, I, I think if I could get like one of the top three picks in the draft – and you give me a, an, like a, another solid either starter or like maybe two solid bench players and maybe a future draft pick if I could get like say, you know, future first, maybe even protected. Like since I'm getting a top five pick, if I would get a top five pick this year, maybe protected, lottery protected or top ten or top five protected, I would probably trade Zion for that. And I, and I love Zion. Yeah, you're a Zion fan. I mean, I like Zion, but you're – a bigger fan of him than I am. Oh yeah. I, I my think he's like a generational fear, talent. My, I'm just afraid he could be injured like you do. Right. My fear is he's got one of those bodies mm-hmm. that is so just like stocky and like heavy, like just, yeah. even like muscular heavy that his joints can't handle it. I mean, that's, you know, and that he, I just think he's going to always be hurt. 
Greg, kind of like Greg Oden, he was like always hurt. Yeah. I, I think with Zion, the problem is his weight. I think honestly, he needs to get, he needs to, and it's so weird because his, I feel like his, his team around him almost puts me in mind of Ben Simmons to a degree, like Ben Simmons light where he's, he posted like the couple of dunk videos this season. Um, he was away from the team, like right. when it was All Star Weekend. Yeah, he was almost never there. CJ's like, I haven't talked to him. How have you not talked to the star player on the team you get traded to? Like that is insane to me. Like, how is Zion? Like, right. even if he's not playing this year, how does he not call CJ and like, hey, welcome to the team? You know, right. try to like at least start that bond and that connection. So it sounds like he doesn't want to be there, and that's fine. Like, I wonder if I wonder if a lot of it is also he's just so young. Could be. But like I said, I think he has he weighs so much. He really does either need a nutritionist that he actually is going to follow a strict diet. But just so I wouldn't have to pay him the money so I could get – because he's not playing right now. So I could get something that actually would make a difference on my roster, right. like in two, maybe three players, and then maybe a future draft pick. I would be open for it if I were the Pelicans. Because look at, look at my team this year. I Honestly, I'm really impressed. Like um, – I haven't watched them a whole lot this year because really they kind of suck. And <laughs> there's really no reason to watch the Pelicans. Zion didn't play, so it's not like I can watch him. Alvarado has been really good. Like he is like one of those like uh, just like pesky defenders. Um, Jones, Her- Her- Herb Jones has looked really really good. Like his blocks last night were just unreal. Like he his length and. His wingspan yep. is just ridiculous when he was at well, like re- getting those boxes. He's feet away. That's like a that's like one of those crazy like um, uh, Giannis type blocks where he did that on. I think it was Aiton in the finals last year. I think it was Aiton. I can't remember who he blocked, but anyway, he had that crazy block where he kind of twisted his body and got the shot off. And he's like feet away from these guys where it doesn't even look like he'll come close to blocking it. And yet, with his wingspan and I don't know the jump ability. He just he made right. it there, and it's he's like Embiid. He can let people get by him because his ability to recover. Mm-hmm. Embiid's good at that too. It's just that ability to get cover, to recover, and catch up with the person, and, and to block the shot and whatnot. It's really incredible. Yeah. So I mean, I I was really I've been really impressed with the Pelicans. Um, there was a like a game I didn't watch, so this was kind of like last night watching them. Like, man, this team—they're pesky, and mm-hmm. they're like they're kind of like Toronto. Where they I was just, gonna say call them Raptors light because they're not quite that level, but they're like a, a diet version of that. <laughs> right? They play hard. Uh, they can get on a run, and if they get the momentum swinging their way, you are in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. They're they're one of those teams like I, in a playoff series. I would, I, I still expect them to lose the series, but when it comes to just a game matchup, I don't want to play them. No, no, because and I think they actually might be the worst team to play because I'm trying to think of the Western playoff play-in teams again. So we had uh, Patrick Mahomes. Is that the game? Sorry, did it? Yes, I saw him. Yeah, it just showed him right now. I mean, it could change real quick, but right now Dallas is just destroying. The jazz. L- let me finish my thought here, and then I'll yeah, I have sorry. some jazz thoughts. Yeah, so, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> so the, the Spurs were never going to win that game, so they're out. And then the, no. the it was the seven 
eight. That was um, the T Wolves. Man, can you imagine if they were playing the Clippers? I think they'd be pretty much rolling the Clippers right now. Even with um, George, I don't think it'd be like this. I think this team is so pesky and has so much fight in it. And it's like they're just playing with house money. Like they're just doing whatever because it doesn't matter. They're supposed to lose, right? They're, they're not going to well, win. They're not supposed to win, but they keep playing right. hard. If Booker was if Booker was healthy, yeah. yeah, they would probably roll the Clippers. The team they have right now without Booker, I don't think it would necessarily look the same. But I think I could see the Clippers winning as many games as New as New Orleans has. Yeah, I just think I don't know. It's it's wild. I still think I I don't don't think it'd be a sweep by any means if they were playing the Clippers. But I just like the way and how it seems excited. And it's weird mm-hmm. weird because I've watched a lot of Pelicans games. As you said, I am a Zion fan. And I've watched a lot over his uh, first couple of years in the NBA. And that place is lit. Like, it's lit yeah. for games, which is wild because it's never lit down there. And I think the team should move to Seattle. I've said that multiple times. And it's like they're really loud and they're really, really just wild. At the, at the games. Listen, people in New Orleans are always up for anything to party. So if they can party about sports, they'll party about sports. I mean, look at the Saints. True. They do like, but they're mainly about football, like the the, um, the, the LSU Tigers and then, of course, uh, the Saints. Those are their main two teams. LSU is not in New Orleans, though. I know, but it's like yeah. people from that area love LSU. Uh, yes. When I was there yes, in the state right. of Louisiana, because I didn't go to New Orleans, but I was in the state of Louisiana all around. Like that's that's an L, that's they're just LSU's like they're like almost like approaching to that area like they love no LSU. that is very true that is very true and New Orleans is not that far from Baton Rouge yeah um but you mentioned this game tonight please let's get the Jazz out of the playoffs I'm so tired of the Jazz I say this every episode well they I mean get rid it's of tied them, blow up the team. Come back when you actually have a team that can win a series because I'm so tired from the last three or four years, <laughs> five years, six years of the Jazz, doing nothing, getting all this hype where people saying, well, what a, don't give us our due. We're the number one seed this year. And then just you, you lose to a team right. that doesn't have its two best players. <laughs> like, get out of here. Get right. out of here, Utah. Go away. I mean, they... They lost two games with Doncic out. Brunson destroyed them for two Brunson, games. and that's one of the things I like tonight. Uh, so, like, last night, Brunson kind of let Doncic have it. Like, Brunson played, and he played yeah. well. He's played well since he's been with the team. I've been saying since he – I've been saying for a long time, like, Brunson looks good, but – um, yeah, but when Doncic got hurt, Brunson became like the man. He became like a butler, and and then last night, uh, the last game, I mean, Dallas lost by one point. They really should have won. Yeah, I didn't see much of that game because that's when I, it was records for day. I was in Pittsburgh when that game was on, so I didn't right. see much it was, of that game at all. But I do know it was it, on a, a TV far away with the bar, but. Yeah. Too far to really tough, get to see it closely at all. Yeah, it was a tough fault game, but like Doncic was still getting his his legs back, which I mean didn't take long, but still. 
So he had a good game, but Brunson seemed to kind of hold back a little and kind of let it be the Doncic show. So far tonight, they're both just doing really well. Like Brunson's been slashing into the lane, power in his and stuff like like he's done in the past. So like they're both playing well. Uh, Doncic has actually looked even better as a passer than a scorer. And I mean, he's got some points, but he's been, he's been killing the ball and their, their defense is just really good. They have no standout defenders, but they were talking about at halftime. And like one of the things that kid brought is really good defense to, uh, to the Mavericks. And they all just move very well and they swarm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they didn't play defense great at the beginning part of the year, but they've played so much better. Them and the Celtics, like, have just played, like, 2022 yes. have looked like just different teams. Like, Doncic, they started the season not in shape. He got in shape. They play better defense. The Celtics looked, you know, DOA, basically, like, the first part of the season. I think they were, like, playing 500 basketball. And now yep. they look like world beaters. Like, it's unreal how both those teams have just had a great 2022. I think it's finally become Tatum's team. Tatum has elevated to probably top 10 to top 15. Like, he was already a very good player. Right. And on the cusp of superstar. Right. He's now hitting that peak. Now, he's not quite, like, top five. He's not, like, at at their peak, like LeBron or KD. Um Giannis, he's not that right. quite yet, but he's like top, he's in the top 10 or top 15. I mean, if you really picked like the top 10 or top 15, he's got to be in the conversation now for top 10. Like, absolutely. He, the way he's playing on offense and defense, he is looking great. Um, the whole team itself is just looks, looks awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, defense, they, they are very similar to the Heat. Yeah. And it feels like we're we're like we're depending how Milwaukee plays and how they do without Middleton against the Celtics and when Middleton can come back. I mean, it kind of looks like we're heading to Miami, Boston for a, a conference final because I don't think Philly, Philly, to be honest, like Philly can't fuck around like they are right now with Toronto. If they win, I don't know what they're doing. What are they doing? Like, okay, like people have been saying, how can you really give Jokic the MVP a second year in a row? with how bad the Nuggets have been playing in the playoffs, and I fully get that. But also, can you give it to Embiid with the way the 76ers are, you know? Because, like, the difference is Jokic is on his own. So even games that he's played well, it just wasn't enough. Embiid is not on his own. I'm fine with whoever actually ends up winning it. I think either either player deserves it, and it's pretty much a razor's edge at this point of who yeah. gets it. Yeah. I, I, or they the just only, give it to The only reason I would lean towards uh, Jokic is just because his team is so terrible. Like, I mean, yeah. Aaron Gordon's a great fourth player. Like, when, they, when they're at full strength, he's, like, their fourth option. He's a great fourth option to have. But right now, he's, like, your second option. He's, like, your second best player. Or Monty Morris, right? I mean, I mean, come on, 
these these are you know, like great talents. These are guys like okay, they can maybe affect you and have a really good night in the playoffs or something, and that helps your team. These are like your second, third best players right now. That's that's not great. So I think if you switch yep. the players on the teams, if you would just trade them, Philly would be this good, if not better. And I think the Sixers. I don't know. I don't know if they're the same. I mean, the, the Nuggets rather. I don't know if they'd be the same. <laughs> Uh, right so yeah because i don't know like m okay m beat i think is a better defender oh absolutely it's it's not even close joe kitch is a better defender than people give him credit for he's better than he used to be but and, and granted they are wearing him out throughout the game but when you have to pull yes, they him at are. the end of the game like that's not great either because they were just right. abusing him towards the end and they were just wanting it and plus like i said he is their only option, so he's using a lot of his energy already earlier in the right. game. So I'm not saying it's like, oh, look at him. They took him out. He should. He doesn't deserve to win MVP. I'm just saying that he's definitely not on the same level as Jokic. He's not even on the same level as like Giannis. Those are both better defenders, but he's gotten better. I will give him that. He has you mean better. Jokic is not on the same level as Embiid? Yeah, or Giannis. I'm just yes. other like yeah. taller um, center power forward type players. But the difference is, like, Jokic leads this team. He basically runs point. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's he's a point guard on that team. For he sure. is a point guard and their big man. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's their point guard, their center, and their power forward. And Embiid is a big man, more like a center or a power forward because he can step out. And I'm not taking anything away from him, but he doesn't – He he's a very good passer. But he can dominate. Right. He is the closest center that we've had like Shaq. He's not Shaq, but he's like Shaq since, you know, he's the first guy like that. Like no one's actually ever dominated, dominated. Like it's not like – Right. I, what, like, but doesn't – I would say Giannis dominates just as much as Embiid. Yeah, but I'm saying true center. Yeah, because Giannis is more power forward or small forward. Yeah, like if you want to classify him, and I'm saying yeah, I guess center wise, I would say he's not quite Shaq, but he can dominate like Shaq. He can just take over a game, and you can't. I mean, full health, full health, full bill of health as well. Um, he can take over a game like Shaq and just absolutely dominate. Um, now Giannis can dominate too, but most of the time he's dominating like a power forward. Yes. Where he now he he does play a little right. center here and there, but not the same yeah. um, level as uh, Embiid. And Embiid has some range, and you don't have to take him out at the end of the games or anything. So, but it, but it, both like I said, both right. are great. And really, if it goes to either, I'm not gonna. I don't think anyone got like cheated or anything by any means. I think they've both had a great season. Right. It just there's some years where. The two best players in the league play the same position. <laughs> yeah. There's just nothing you can do about I do, it. I do think Jokic is a better game manager. Yeah, and, absolutely. Because he, he does play like a point guard position right. as well, or like a point forward or point center, whatever you want to call him. And he's a better passer. Yeah, he is. I'll give that to you. Like, for sure, he's a better passer. Um, they're, both, they're both great rebounders. Um, both good scores. They both they both do have range. Um, yep. I would say yep. 
whereas Embiid plays almost more of like a brutal style. Like he'll punish you in the paint and just dunk on you, make you look silly. Jokic has yes. these finesse moves and footwork where he just puts up these shots. He like you know when he's getting the paint and he has these moves against the Warriors, you know it's going in. Like he's yep. really good in the paint. Yep. But just you do just not more a, finesse. You do not a, yeah he. Because he's kind of slow, and a lot of the European yeah. players these days are kind of slow compared to others. Like Doncic is slow compared to a lot of yeah, right. He's not, speedy. but they both have a lot more strength than it looks like, and both are very intelligent. And both are very intelligent. Like their basketball IQ yeah. is very very high. But you don't expect the finesse, I don't think, from either of them, but especially Jokic because he just looks so yeah. long. He doesn't look like he has mu- the muscle he does have. Um, so, like, he, he, his, and he's big. So, that finesse, you just don't expect. And that was actually something, even though he didn't need mm-hmm. it as much, that was actually something that used to be said about Shaq was like opponents and opponent coaches. I heard them over the years in his heyday. A lot of people would say, which you don't realize is Shaq actually has incredible footwork. And you just don't realize it because he's so big. You just see him yeah. barrel, like, knock people out of the way and barrel through people. But they're like, he actually has moves and really good footwork. The funny thing... Shaq yeah, was unreal the, back in the day, man. Like, he, he was just, like, he was behemoth. Mm-hmm. Like, he... There's no one like him. That's why he's, like, a one-of-one. One. And I just want to point out... <laughs> Doncic has like 17 or 18 points in the third quarter and they're up like 33 yeah. points. Yeah. It's insane. 19 points this quarter. They just flashed it on the screen. It's wild. And so many of them, out. so many of them were three pointers like in a row. Uh, also, so because it's, it's, and it's in Dallas, it's a home game. <laughs> yeah. They one of not the most recent three, but the one before that he made. Oh my gosh. See about to make another one. Okay, that would have been insane. Uh, so yeah, I just I think I'm just uh, like two seconds ahead of you or something. Maybe I just saw it. so the whole arena, it it had like running the running tape around the arena said Hallelujah in one way <laughs> instead of Hallelujah Hallelujah. Yeah, it was started from the ringer. Actually, yeah. they they started a video. It was like Hallelujah. It was like a, a song and everything, and and Dallas like started did it. I think they even invite them to the That's game incredible. when they were having fans back in. It was funny. That's incredible. All right, so let's – playoffs. So – Can I say one thing about this Dallas team while we were yes. just mentioning them real quick? Yeah. As I mentioned at the beginning part of the year, I said if – I because when Luka went down, I said I don't know how long he's going to be out. I don't know how Dallas is going to play against the Jazz. Beating, you know, they can't afford to go down 0-2 or 3-1 – to this team and win three in a row or what have you. And mm-hmm. I said, I feel like if they would win, they would have a chance against Phoenix. Now they'd have to, they'd have to play their best against Phoenix and Phoenix may not have Booker. So Dallas right. has a very good chance to possibly go to the conference finals. This yep. Year. Possibly just depending what happens yep. against me. I mean, I'm assuming that Phoenix even wins. I mean, <laughs> right. We don't know at this point, which I expect they yeah, will. I, I do. But we don't know that. that. They will. I think it'll be four two. I think they definitely win the next game, and then they, New Orleans would have to win very like it's going to be tough to win two games uh, or one yes. game rather in Phoenix when it's going to be like high level right. and everything. Booker being out does very much hurt them because Booker is incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, um, yes, playoffs. What, what would you like to make? I was just going to say, so let's start looking at it. So we have, let's see, what, the Bulls, they're out, right? They're not out yet, but the Bulls are out. <laughs> I, mean, I like the Bulls. I feel bad for the Bulls because I think people are going to, gosh, Brunson is so good. Brunson plays like Luka. He's faster, but they have very similar style. Anyways, um, I feel bad for the Bulls because I think people are going to – I'm afraid that people are going to forget that them doing what they've done is better than expected. Now, maybe they expected to do this well, but I would say just in the NBA, who really expected the Bulls to be as good as they are when the season started? No one. Even I said, like, they to finish the best case scenario, like, to finish at number eight, I think. Right. what I said. Yeah. So I like, thought they'd be I, playing, playing team, maybe number eight. I didn't think they'd be as good. I think they had some injuries that hurt them towards the end of the year. Um, yes. They're, they're playing just a very good team. They're playing defending champs. I mean, that's, that's tough as well. Um, exactly. I still, even though as good as the Bulls season had, I still like the idea of a Harden for Levine trade. I don't know if any team would make it, like either the Sixers or Harden, like if they could do a sign trade for the two stars. But I like it for both right. teams because Harden, maybe on the Bulls gets a little more ball dominant. I don't know if he can be as good as he was, let's say, in Houston, um, being that ball dominant. But I like right. Levine with Embiid in Philly for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think Levine could probably be a spark wherever he went. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get max. I, I think I'm pretty sure he's a free agent at the end of the year. That's why I keep saying. That's why I'm saying that. And I, he's going to make max wherever he, you know, if he stays in Chicago, if he goes elsewhere, he's going to get the max deal. Um, Harden. Right. I would not give Harden the max deal. I think someone probably will. But I would not personally. I wouldn't give Kyrie a max deal personally yeah. because, yeah, oh, gosh, I mean, if no. that, I would pay him a lot for one year. Either one of them, if they, if he wants to play, and I could give him say thirty five, whatever I could give him on the cap for one season. Kyrie is trouble. I would do that. Maybe maybe a player option or maybe um, you know, for a second year. But I would not want to invest the money into either one of those players because of just how almost detrimental they've been the last two years for their teams. So, Well, I wouldn't say – I don't think Harden is detrimental right now to the 76ers. I just he think- quit on two teams. That's, that's the only reason about Harden, and he's not been in shape, and he lost something from what he used to be. He's not the same Harden he was. He's lost something. He quit I – will, I will agree he quit on uh, the Rockets. Yeah. But he also quit on the Nets, and I get why I, he did it. I'm not saying I don't. I'm not, I just don't think I just don't like that personally. I get why he did it. He signed up for oh, I he didn't sign up to be the guy in Brooklyn. He signed up to be a third option probably in Brooklyn. And then Durant was injured. Kyrie was only playing half the time or not at all because he wasn't vaccinated, and he had to be the guy in the, uh, Brooklyn. And he's like, wait, what? This wasn't why I came here. 
So I get it. I get, but he definitely pulled the same stunt. I mean, look at that Kings game earlier in the year. And then he had like the, the mystery phantom hand injury or the, whatever it was. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I just, I don't blame him for the, for the Nets thing because I think he got sold a bill of goods by Kyrie and Kevin. Yeah, so oh yeah, I, I agree. I applaud him for being like, this guy is trouble. This is this is not good. I am out. That's the way I, I don't see like it. it. I mean, I get it. I just don't like it. Uh, I mean, he was a yeah. free agent at the end of the year. He could have done whatever he wants. I, I just personally yeah. don't like it. Um, but I mean, I don't fault him because he when he probably when he was joining that team, he probably thought, okay, I'm a third option. I might be a second option occasionally, and we're going to do really well. But then, you know, like I said, he's forced to be the main guy again. He's like, wait, right. I'm getting older, you know. And let's face it, um, the even even though he's gone, the team that the Nets have are better than this. Mm, they don't – They're they are and they aren't. Okay, and they I say should that should be. They, they should they, be. They maybe should, but if you look at the roster, I mean, they're kind of maxed out. I mean, they have one player who <laughs> isn't there at all playing um, in, in Simmons. So that there goes one max contract. Of course, right. there's Kyrie and there's KD making max. And everyone else, I mean, okay, Curry's nice, but he was he was a little injured towards the end of the year. Um, their other big money player, Joe Harris, has been injured, so they don't have him. Yep, they have no one. No one that I mentioned plays great defense. Of all the star players that they mentioned, other than no, Simmons, that's one of their playing. problems. That right, that is one of their problems. They do not play good defense with who they have available. And, and I know you mentioned uh, Blake, which was good bringing him back for another year. But he's so he's right. just not the same player he was even last year. So yeah, he does provide an offensive spark or can. I don't know if I don't know if they've given him the opportunity this second, year. Though. He can be his offensive, you know, and be offensive smart spark rather. But he's barbecue chicken on the one on the defensive side. He's just gonna get he's just gonna <laughs> get burned. Like he, that's gonna happen to him. Yeah. So that's the only problem with it. Yeah, I just – I don't know if they've given him enough of a chance to really get going this year. Um, I don't like the whole – how they're blame, they're trying to blame they don't have enough team continuity to jail. I'm sorry, but there were – once Kyrie started being able to play, they played enough away games, they should be good. You know? I'm, that's BS. Plus, you were one of the – you are talent-wise one of the best NBA players to ever take the floor, and you got KD, who talent-wise is one of the best to ever take the floor. So don't give me that. Y'all just—they are, are a mess. I think their locker room is a mess, and and I, that's why I think it's smart that uh, that Harden left. I just I hate it. Now, also, the Celtics are playing defense so well. Yeah. 
they're they're playing. They reminds me of like, and I would obviously don't want these games live or anything, but it very much reminds me of when, um, like the Pistons would play the Bulls in like the early nineties, like before the Bulls became like the Bulls, or even like the late eighties rather, where they would just like play. They would yeah, they would, more they would not quite. They can't play as tough as then, but they could. They they hit them. And they're hand checking, and they're they're doing all this stuff just to get him out of rhythm. I mean, it's a, it's unreal. It's right. really, I mean, if it's if you're just a basketball fan, you're like what, like a great team emerging. It's like this is this is incredible stuff. <laughs> like this team is just looking yep. great. Like they look like they're going to come out. I'm not discrediting Miami, but let's let's be honest. The Hawks are a worthy opponent. They don't play defense. They've not looked good all season. They've underperformed the whole entire year. Right. I agree. And it's like I like Young, but Young and and I think they have a good coach, but Young is really all they have right now. And it's and it's they really do have more than that, but I don't know this team like they they need to make a big trade. They have I feel like they have too many guys and you can't have a team with too many players where you need less. Like you can't like in the playoffs you can't have most of the time you can't right. have a ten man rotation. You need to get it to about eight, maybe nine. And not saying you won't have a guy come in for a minute or two or something like that. But right. mainly you're trying to keep it to like eight players playing that game. Maybe nine. And when you have like ten, eleven guys wanting minutes and there's only yeah. minutes for say eight, nine players, people are gonna be unhappy. And that team just hasn't looked right all year. And defensively, they looked awful. So I really figured Miami was going to beat them the, yep. the, time, the whole time. I thought, you know, maybe they get one or two games from the Heat. And right now, it's like maybe just that one. Um, right. And then the, the Heat, if it, unless something crazy yep. happens, which, hey, we could be on the verge of it, are probably going to play the Sixers. And they don't, they're not 100% themselves right now. And I think the Heat luck out yep. again. And I think the Heat pretty much have a, a straightforward path to the conference finals. I think they very much have a good shot. It's hard to say with the East, but I do think they have a good shot. Um, obviously, the Nets are out. And then the yeah. Bulls look like they're going to be out. Yeah, they look, they look dead. Yeah. They look toast. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. Let's see. I mean, I don't expect the Raptors to win it, but it's possible. I think they could, even though I'm not expecting it. I would, and if you, if they do win it, I don't know if I'd be 100% surprised. I mean, I called it. I just down yeah. three zero. I wouldn't have called it. Like I thought, no, they're done. They're probably right. they may pull out one win, but it's probably going to be a sweep. And right, they're yeah. really resilient and. If they do it, wow, that's impressive. They came back from a 3-0 lead, you know, deficit rather, to mm-hmm. win. That'd be the first thing ever, right? I think. I would have to do some research on that I, to make sure because I don't know. I'm pretty I know positive. I know 3-1 deficits, deficits, deficits have uh, <laughs> occurred where the team has won. Most uh, mm-hmm. notably, LeBron over the Warriors in uh, – Right, sixteen. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Three zero. That's that's almost a demoralizing hole. Like I knew that even if Brooklyn would have won, really like I is. still wouldn't think just that teams look so bad. I knew that they weren't going to win. Um, 
but yeah, that that's kind of what I've noticed so far. The first, uh, and I think we're about like games four and games five for most of the series right now. And that's kind of yeah, like much. I think how it looks like looking like it's going to play out. Like the, the East, it's funny because um, the East. Had, I think had the better teams this year, but it looks like all those series are gonna like be like five yes, games. Uh, I mean, obviously the the Sixers, ex, um, the Raptors rather extended it tonight, but it looks like everyone three one. Right. All those teams are gonna win, and you know, beyond to the next round, maybe get a little bit of rest. While the West is like, with the maybe the Warriors exception is gonna go like at least six games. <laughs> so it's wild, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of my one of my theories though is that the West wins it um, because I do think whoever goes to the East Finals, especially if um, I mean Boston or Miami in the finals are going to wear out whoever they play, like so. I just I wonder. If, if whenever it gets to the finals, the 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 Eastern team, how beat up are they going to be? I would say pretty much, depending how the, like what kind of Suns if they would make it that far, what kind of Suns team there would be. Like, if, is is Booker back? How does he look? I would say they're on par defensively with, or at least could play up to that level. Not quite Boston, but yeah, I'm saying they could at least match Miami on the defensive end, I think. But I think, you know, I put Boston and then I'd probably put like Miami, um, probably Phoenix next at full strength, of course. I, Warriors offensively look so good that maybe they could just play. They play, it's not, they're not playing bad defense by any means. It's yeah. just hard to judge them right now because they're playing a terrible team. No. Um, they, their only real defense is Draymond. No, I mean, but I, I think it depends on matchup. I mean, they're they're just playing a team that they don't have to play great defense. So I'd rather see them if they would win this uh, series, then they would play the winner of uh, Memphis and the Timberwolves, which the Timberwolves look just ridiculously stupid. So I don't expect them to win. So I would say, yeah, but they could. But yeah, both those teams are so young in a lot of ways in the way they play that. I mean, I wouldn't put it – I could easily see that going uh, seven because I wouldn't put it past the Timberwolves to to bounce back and play like they did the first game. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying they play stupid. That's all I'm saying is they, they – I've never – Barkley's right. They, just what I've seen, they get these massive leads. They had two 20-point leads the one night, and they play – so stupid. They make terrible shot selections. They don't take advantage of having a twenty or thirty point, you know, twenty some point lead. Like they play dumb. Right. They they play like so fast all the time. They and play very inexperienced. Yes. Like they need to. There are times where they get those leads. They need to slow it down and play under better control, and they don't. And that's why I say. That those two teams against each other, it feels like a college game watching it. The difference is, I think the Grizzlies are smarter while playing that style. Absolutely, yeah. 
And I think that it still could go seven. I'm not saying they're going to win it in six. I think I think they will win it in six. I I could also see it going seven, and I would definitely would not be shocked at all. But okay, let's say they're playing Memphis. I think that they're going to play. It's not going to be the same lineup they're playing against the Nets. I don't know what they'll do, but I don't see them playing the same way. I, and I don't know what they're going to do defensively, but I think they're because you got to play your matchups right. anyway. So game one could look really strange because they're going to have to take a look and see how they're going to match up best with Memphis. But I think that Warriors and, and Grizzlies that they play, I think I, that's who I've went, you know, going next on anyway. I, um, I have that going seven and I don't know. I, I really no, don't know because don't they're both really, really good. Now that, and I think, I think, um, that's another team I could say playing pretty good defense Mm-hmm. I don't like I said not against like you know I don't think they're level of the Heat or um, Phoenix or and definitely not Boston, but I think they could play good enough defense to to almost be in any game and they're really scrappy and resilient too. They are and they're and they play Memphis plays so fast, but they do it most of the time in control, and there's a lot of these. NBA, uh, a lot of these other teams in the playoffs, I, I don't know how well they can keep up with that. Now that I do expect other teams, I think in a full series, I don't, I don't see them like winning the championship. If they were to win the West, I see them losing in the finals. Um, but at the same time, they are good enough that I, my mind wouldn't be blown if the Grizzlies were to win it all because they do have that they do have that ability to play at a tempo that really really is you know like kind of that I think can surprise other players I mean other teams uh, but again yeah like let's see them be able to do that tempo in a full series against the defense of powerhouse and you know that may change things yeah but there is the fact that they one of the things like Dallas has shown it in this series and what Memphis showed in the was able to show in the regular season is even with their superstar out they can still play well I mean, how many they didn't they have like a just as good if not a better record without Jaw than they did with? Uh, I think they were like sixteen and two, is what I want to say. It was crazy, it, but I'm pretty sure it was at least. Cl- I know it's definitely at one point sixteen and two for sure. Right. But. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's very interesting. Um, I hate I hate that Doncic was hurt at the beginning of the playoffs because if not. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if that if Utah did. I wouldn't be surprised if it had been a sweep, but it definitely wouldn't be two two like it is now. Also, this game is getting insanely physical. In the so in this fourth quarter, I have seen people get knocked to the ground so many times. It's almost every play. But I don't know. Sorry, it's I was crazy. getting a drink of water, and then like when I pulled up my phone, it was like, there's not a green room. I was like, oh, no. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Uh, so but I do want to kind of wrap up sports just so we can switch because I know we're getting like already getting close to that hour mark, and I'd rather like yeah, and we've touch on only. I mean, there's not much else to talk about. Oh, Don! Oh, whoa, whoa! There's gonna be a fight. Doncic got stuffed. I mean, I'm sorry, Luca, but you just got stuffed, and both teams just cleared the floor. Like all, the, all the coaches for all. Oh, I'm just yeah, I'm just now to it. Holy cow! I, I think was that Gobert. Oh, there's some fighting going on. Yeah, let's uh, yeah, I want a live reaction. To this holy cow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but. Doncic, Doncic went for a, a dunk, and he yeah. got stuffed. I mean, he straight up got stuffed. There's no other way around it. I mean, look at this. By 24, it looks like. I mean, he also got kind of thrown down. Oh, it's Whiteside. Yeah, and then, yeah, like, but Whiteside threw someone down the play before, like just chunked somebody and didn't get called, I don't think. I think it was that extracurricular type thing, maybe. And yep. then you had Dory, uh, you had Finney Smith go over <laughs> and protect his boy, which, hey, that's what you want. You want your teammates to come over and help you out, like your star. You can't let someone do that to your star. Look how many people get on the It's insane. Sorry, listeners, because you yeah, aren't watching this. But, I mean, dude, like all the coaches almost cleared the court. And to be completely honest, Doncic let it go. He stared up at him, and then he let it go. So I hope he doesn't get anything because Doncic didn't really do anything there. Not really. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't doing anything at all. But like, that's what you want. You want like your teammates to step up for you. I don't know if they're gonna call. They all he really did was look up. I don't even think he saw it, say anything. No, he looked pissed. Like they showed his face yeah. on one of the replays. He looked mad, but he didn't. He didn't react, other than maybe, you know, maybe mouth something. I don't know, um, but yeah, his his teammates really stepped in for yeah. him. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what they yeah. what they do here. Uh, I guess it would be a flagrant one, maybe. I mean, I don't think it was. They're calling a they called a personal foul on Whiteside and two technicals. Whiteside, let's see, Bullock and Smith. Yeah, I figured because Finney Smith like pushed him, and then yeah. uh, Bullock went chest to chest with him there, so that makes sense. Like he offered to help Doncic up, Whiteside did after he tossed him to the ground, which he shouldn't have tossed him to the ground. But then he did offer to help him up, and but then yeah, they came over. Wait, I guess because Whiteside pushed back, he's gone. He got tossed. Oh yeah, he got tossed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, I think it was because of the way he shoved uh, Finney Smith. But honestly, Whiteside threw someone down the play before. Yeah, like a play or two before he threw Plus, someone he, down. At this point, you're trying to get the game under control because it's already a blowout. Like I think at this point, I wouldn't even put Luca back in the game after uh, after the free throws. Like I would intentionally foul and just not have him in the game because it's 24 points. There's no way Utah yeah. is coming back. He game. pushed. He pushed Finney Smith and he pushed Luca, and, and and he went chest to chest with uh, Bullock as well. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. He pushed Finney. I'm sorry. He pushed Finney Smith and Bullock, not Luca. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, since everything's kind of sorted out here, but let's, I think Bullock uh, is. I think Bullock got ejected too. Yeah, Bullock also. How did Bullock get ejected, and not Finney Smith? I don't know. 
Anyways, okay. Maybe because he went there chest to chest or what he said. But uh, let, let's uh, – we're about the 58-minute mark. Let's go ahead and uh, switch over to side B. There's nothing else. I guess we should say major baseball. I'm keeping this joke going. Baseball is a thing. It's happening. Um, it is happening. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. I have, there's no NFL <laughs> news, not really. I'm waiting to see what happens with Debo nah. Samuel. Yeah, we'll we'll see if we have any news this week. Uh, the draft's coming up, so maybe someone gets moved draft night. But are you going to be able to watch the draft? Um, honestly, this draft seems so crappy that I don't even care to, to watch it's it. It's not. Yeah, I've been hearing people say that it's not a great draft class. That's for sure. I'm not. I'm. I'll be working, so I'll probably have yeah. it on one of the TVs, but I'm not going to be able to really keep up. Um. I will probably just check on it closer to the Steelers pick or I'll kind of pay attention to see if they move up via Twitter. Uh, I don't think yeah. they'll move up, but maybe. Usually they don't. Um, I'll probably be watching some basketball that night because there is going to be this game. will be in game six between the Mavericks and Jazz. Uh, uh, Sixers are also going to be that night and potentially two other games. <laughs> so I'll probably watch an NBA that night, kind of depending how it goes. I don't think... I really don't see the Heat game going to six, so I think that one's not going to be on the slate. But I think Suns-Pelicans will be, and that would be very interesting game six between those teams. So I'd rather watch any of those three, uh, any of those game sixes over um, the NFL draft, this, just because of, like, there's no, it's not a good draft class at all. Right. So Right. And again, I'm just happy to say the Nets are – Swept. They're the only team in the playoffs getting swept. Mitchell grabbing his hamstring. I yeah. Just report yes. That. Mitchell's good. Mitchell's heading to the locker room. On that note, the Nets are the only team in the NBA playoffs being swept. Serves them right. They are just chaos. And yeah, we can move on now to side B of music on that note. I have nothing other than Records for Day to talk about. So do you want to t- mention anything about music outside of Records for Day? Okay, sure. Because I do have some stuff. Um, sure. As for releases that came out this past week, aside from Record Store Day stuff, um, not much really. There, uh, There's a band called North Lane that's like, I guess, metalcore. Uh, they do some like, they mix some like electronic poppy stuff in with it in a way that's kind of interesting. I, I know a lot of people really, really like them. I've been listening to the new album. It's good. I don't know yet, but it's worth checking out. I do think I, for mixing in like a lot of kind of like electronic, more poppy with metalcore, I think they do a pretty good job. Uh, but jury's still out on that album for me. Uh, but it's worth mentioning because it's definitely gotten my attention and I'm intrigued. Uh, other than that, there was a, a new single that was just dropped today by Biba Doobie. Uh, it is called See You Soon. It's off the new album that we are both excited for, the release, Beatopia. So that single's good. Uh, I still have to, I haven't listened to it yet. I'll have to check that out later. Well, probably tomorrow. Yeah. Guilt dropped an, a, another single recently 
Um, it was actually like a week ago, but still, um, it's really, really good. There's an awesome music video for it as well. It's called Trophy Hunter. Uh, they have, um, they have a guest singer on it, Nat Lacuna from the, I guess you would say metal core band, uh, the Holy Ghost Tab, Holy Ghost Tabernacle Choir, I think's their, their name. I'll have to look it up. They're really good though. Uh, and, and this it is a bru- it's a really good song. It's pretty brutal. Uh, the music video is really good and very creepy. Uh, but this is the second single off their upcoming, uh, EP. So I'm really, really excited for where they're headed now that they're on Smart Punk. Everyone definitely check that out. Uh, funny side note. So Nat Lacuna, uh, they used to, when they were in middle school, they were not old enough to drive. So maybe even start a high school, but they were young. They were not 16 yet. And I would take Nat Lacuna to Tone Vendor on occasion to the record store. <laughs> and we would buy records. And so I think it's neat to see to see where they are now. Uh, so I'm excited for that. I'm excited for what's going to happen with Guilt. Guilt has their tour coming up soon, which a lot of is in the UK for the first time. So that's also exciting. Um, next, so just two more things. I had, you know, like we had mentioned Drug Church, I think a few weeks back when they dropped their new album, Hygiene, and I wasn't huge on it. I'm starting to change my mind. I'm starting to listen to it a little bit more, and I think I like it more than I first thought. Also, an album that came out earlier in April is the album Tom by Heart to Gold. I am falling in love with this album, and I've only been listening to it for a day and a half, but I am falling in love with it. It's really, really good. It's like that kind of like post punk. Uh, it's just, it's really, really, really good. I really like it. So I think everyone should check that out as well. And I think that's it for me. Uh, we can, um, we can talk about, oh, I don't think I ever, did I ever mention how much I liked Swedish House Mafia last week? The new Swedish House Mafia album? No, I think you meant to mention it on the episode. You forgot to mention it entirely, okay. I think. Yeah, I think that's what happened. So the new Swedish House Mafia album is really, really, really good. I did not realize it because they had such a long career and then broke up a few years ago. But you made it known to me that this is their first official full-length album because their last full-length was actually a compilation of previous released work that was just compiled into a full-length. So this is the first, like, true full-length, and it's really, really good. The song with, like, The Weeknd is really good. It's, it's, it's a sick album. And as I've mentioned before, I don't listen to a lot of DJ-driven type stuff, uh, but I've, I liked them in the past, and I'm really digging this new one. So everyone should check that out, too. And yeah, that's it. We can go to Record Store Day now if you don't have anything other than Record Store Day. (laughs) Not prepared.
One moment. Whenever I say that, you know I'm like taking a drink or yep, something. Yep. In this instance, I'm eating some cereal. Ah, so I'm good. Um, here we go. I just had to finish up. But, um, the only thing I want to mention I, that I thought of is, um, and I haven't listened to it yet, but uh, Pusha T released a new album on Friday. So, yeah. Really? Uh, very intrigued because I really like Daytona a lot. That was one of the Wyoming Kanye West produced albums. And Daytona, it was, uh, it was seven songs, but it was, you know, considered an album. I thought it was great. So I'm really looking forward to hearing this one. I know it has the last appearance from Kid See Ghosts, which is the um, side project of Kid Cudi and Kanye. The last time Kid Cudi says he's going to work with Kanye ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to listening. I listened to like three or four songs, and it was at work without AirPods. So I really want to give that a listen. Um, I also want to mention, I should mention this top part, and this will be the last time I mentioned sports. Uh, bottle German pool jersey. <laughs> yeah, you did. I drank the Kool-Aid. I'm all in on the Warriors team now. I'm really excited. This is a team I thought was going to lose, probably, like, potentially could lose to the Nuggets. It was probably going to win 4-2. to two. And uh, I'm all in on the Warriors team now. So uh, I bought a uh, Jordan pool jersey the other night, so I'm hoping it arrives before they're eliminated from the playoffs at all. And then on to record store day. Um, yeah. What a great record store oh, day. Oh, wait. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. One thing I forgot. I did send this to you and I mentioned, I was going to mention it. So just recently, and I mentioned this when it happened, uh, Ryan Adams released, uh, basically it's like a double LP because there's so many tracks on it. The, the album, Chris, and it's yeah. really good. Yeah, you mentioned it in the last uh, episode. Right. So it's really good. Well, he announced that he is about to drop another album already, and it's going to first be available on his website um, a few weeks before it goes to streaming. But he's already about to drop another album, which Chris was very introspective, really, really good. But he's known to be, like, insanely prolific. And apparently he's sober right now, which is probably a good thing. Uh, But... I'm very curious. I am definitely going to be checking it out when it, uh, I think the end of this week is when it'll be available on PAX AM. So, so that to me is curious. It's not super surprising if you follow Ryan Adams, because again, he is extremely prolific and he doesn't necessarily follow the rules when it comes to how to release music anyway. So, um, it's just going to be digital at first for a little bit. Uh, because he's, from what he says, he just wants to get these songs out there. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm curious about it. Uh, I think that's interesting. All right, I'm really done now. All right, Ready for Records for Day. Day. <laughs> yes, Records for Day. Returning. Um, it was really a nice, a nice Records for Day. Like, um, you got a- lucky, my friend. Well, it's it's because the store I go to is really good. And they have a lot of every record. I didn't expect them to have so many, but then, like, they had Gambino if I wanted it. Um, I ended up not getting really? it. They you already got it. A, no, I, I didn't. I have the bootleg. So That's what I meant. There you already a, have those songs. Yeah, it was on my list because it's Gambino. I thought about it, but then it's like I still would keep my bootleg because of having Stone Mountain on there. And I like Stone Mountain a lot. I actually like Stone Mountain a little bit Yes. Better. So I ended up passing yes. on it. Um, Portraits of Her was on my list, and I don't know if they had it there because I didn't look. 
It was on it's my good. list. But the reason I didn't get it is because it wasn't like any new music or different versions of songs. And so the artists that I was wanting, that I was really interested in, were like Taylor Swift, Banks, um, and Julian Baker primarily. And those were all songs that, you know, right. it was on Julian Baker's last record. Um, Banks, I already have pre-ordered, and that's going to be on her new record. So the ones I really wanted, or I was going to get that compilation for exactly, I'm going to have on vinyl. So I was like, it would be cool to have, but like, I would rather get another off my collection, you know, that I was really wanting. So my main releases for records today were getting the, um, the picture disc. So it's for life is strange. It's a video game that I've mentioned on podcasts that I love. And, uh, the most recent one is called true colors. And the lead character is a singer, like singer songwriter. So the person, the actual, she's an actual artist uh, and recording artist, I should say, recorded the songs for the game as, you know, the character. Now, she doesn't voice the character. She's just the the singing. Well, four of the songs were on a picture disc for Record Store Day. Um, The soundtrack itself was done by um, uh, Angus and Julia Stone, which that did just arrive from Best Buy last week. I just haven't had a chance to listen to it. Um, so yeah, so the, and those are, that's, uh, that's the original music. Cause most of the time they'll have like the original soundtrack that's done by somebody daughter did it one year and then they'll have like songs featured in the game as well. Okay. So kind of just to give some reference. So that was on my list, which they had great price, $20. And then the other one on my list is I really wanted the greatest hits of the offspring. I don't have anything by the offspring and I don't love them. But I would love to have the greatest hits on vinyl because it's like all the songs I really like from the offspring. Right. So those are the two records today items that I got. But like I said, they had a bunch of everything. Like by the time we got there, it was probably one o'clock, a little after one maybe. So we got there late. Like it had been open since 9 a.m., four hours. And they had a ton of stuff left. So like I'm talking like a lot of stuff. Nice. And it was packed. It's not like it wasn't busy. And we hit it four hours after it was open. It just they do a really good right. job of getting records for day releases in, to where like next time I go, like if there's anything your tone vendor doesn't have and you're like last in line, you know, lay it back further in line, let me know because I can probably get it for you there because they had a lot of nice that is stuff. good to know. because yeah. I've gotten you stuff before because it wasn't going to be where you were going. Yeah, I mean they just they do really like they do a, they do a solid job of getting things and yeah it was it was very nice, um, so. I had, um, I don't know, like nine records or so, give or take, that I I end up uh, dwindling down to. I purchased five there, um, two record story releases. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to find uh, the Battle of Los Angeles by Rage Against the Machine. Like I was really like heavy looking for that record. Um, I needed Brand New Eyes by Paramore, and I I can get it online, but it was like a little bit cheaper and also I didn't have to pay for shipping. So I ended up getting brand new eyes by Paramore there. Cause this place also, there's no tax. So it's like, if it says 25, that's what you pay. <laughs> unless they, really? unless they tell you another price, that's what you pay. Um, like sometimes, uh, they, you might buy a couple records and maybe your total is like $38 and they say, ah, just give me 35. So they might do that, but they never charge you nice. more. But unfortunately, uh, how I mentioned, they weren't doing the discount. And I think it's because vinyl has become so popular. 
they weren't doing the 20% off used, 10% off new. That's not record today. And I get it because there are so many people there already when we were there. Yeah. So it makes sense. Um, so Brand New Eyes was another one that was in my pile. Um, I had been wanting – I went to uh, The Exchange, which is uh, another local shop that I mentioned um, we try to hit up in Pittsburgh. It has, like, classic games, some vinyl – uh, just a bunch of like video games, like newer video games, it's like a bunch of different media type things. Right. It's like a collector's haven. It sounds like in a lot of ways. Yeah. And um, I saw Portugal the Man, um, their most recent record there. It was like the pink uh, Ten Bands One Cause variant, and it was like thirty five dollars, which is a good price for it. And I didn't buy it. Um, that was actually the last time I was in Pittsburgh. And I kind of regretted that because now like online is like 50 bucks. And I'm like, I'm not paying that. It's not that good of a record. That I want to pay 50 bucks for it. I just like it enough. And uh, when I was at the at, um, attic, they had it for $25 brand new. Oh, wow. And so that was an instant buy. I was like, oh, there's no way. I'm not, I'm not leaving here without this record for $25. That's even cheaper than the last time. And it's on Discogs right now for 50 bucks as the cheapest copy. Plus, you have to pay tax and shipping on top of that. So that was another one I picked up there. Um, so those are my five releases I picked up. Now, I had a couple other in my hands. I had uh, Pedro the Lion Control in my hand. I had um, Alt-J, An Awesome Wave, uh, Pine Grove, uh, their first record. I can't think of the name of the Cardinal. Uh, no, I guess it's the first. I think it was their second record, but Cardinal was in my hands. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of a few others I had in my, my stack there for a while. But I do want to look down to you've those. Mentioned, you've mentioned Alt-J a, a number of times. Yeah. The only reason I haven't pulled the purchase on it because it's just a black variant that I can get anywhere. And it's like Paramore's been a little more harder to find. And yeah. uh, it, most of the time when you do find um, the Battle of Los Angeles record – it's most of the time a little more high, higher price than what I paid for it. So that's the only reason I got, that's the nice. reason why I bought those two. Cause I thought all J's 22 and black. And I'm pretty sure on, on Amazon, I've seen it for about $20, just the black variant. So it's, it's going right. to be a comparable price. So. And you've been mentioning wanting better Los Angeles. That's for sure. Yeah. And I, I basically have the two rage albums. I want, I don't care if I have the first record. Um, my favorite two ones are Renegades, which I bought it uh, in Birmingham, went to Furnace Fest, and I, of right. course, Battle of Los Angeles. So I have those two on vinyl. I'm pretty happy with that, to be honest. So, um, yeah. <laughs> so I was, ha- I was happy to get that because uh, I had been looking look for it in Birmingham, but they just didn't have it um, available. And it's on 182, which is nice. And uh, the other record I, I had on my stack there was uh it's an old record today release because sometimes they have them you'll find them like old ones that just never sold so oh, i'm looking yeah. for banks three because that's the only one i don't have from banks yet and they had this old release it was uh um begging for thread i believe I, I can double check with the record but it was a um i don't know if it was a regular or a black friday record today release but it was a record today release brand new sealed and uh, it was thirteen bucks, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ooh, that's that's pretty tempting." And um, a full length for thirteen dollars? No, it was just a remix. So it was like okay. t- it was basically like a single, uh, a twelve inch single, basically is what it would be. Okay. So it was begging for thread, two different yeah. remixes, and 
it had two different remixes, but also had the instrumentals of both those remixes as well. So it was four songs. Yeah, 13 bucks isn't bad, brand new, for something that old and everything and still sealed. But I was like, eh, I, I think we're going to another place. Right. You know, I don't know where we're going to go for dinner. Like, I, I don't want to spend all my money here, basically. I just kind of want to hold on to it and see what else I saw. Um, plus, uh, like, I want to see if I could, I, I really like, like, old school games, like, um, like, Fran 64 and, uh, maybe something for, like, Genesis or Super Nintendo. So I kind of wanted to keep my options open because <laughs> we're going to this other place. Right. And, um, anyway, we ended up going to the exchange and I'm, of course, looking basically for anything on my list that I didn't find. And I was looking for banks. They ended up having the same remix record there, but it was a used copy and it was $6. <laughs> Oh, so, nice. of course I bought it because it was like six bucks. I'm definitely yeah, not going to pass score. on it. So I, that was right. my last record that I bought for the weekend was the old whatever. I don't know when it came out. Probably 2014, if not earlier. Um, it was from when the, her first record was put out. And it's just like I said, the remix. It's just basically a 12-inch single, but it was it was kind of cool for records today. And, and yeah. I like the songs. And yeah, that would be pretty fun to listen to, just like hanging out or or whatnot. Nice. But it was awesome. It was, and it was like perfect weather here. Uh, granted, it's not Florida weather. It gets cold up here, but it's, it was warm over the weekend. It was like low 80s, and it's before the humidity hits kind of 80s here. So it was very comfortable. Uh, even though I was like hot from walking around the city and whatnot, it was so much fun because we were in Pittsburgh. I love going to Pittsburgh. Um, but it was a great record. Just hang out. Uh, like four of us, uh, five of us went. So it was me and, and four friends. And it was just a fun ride up. Like, yeah, I had a road beer <laughs> since I wasn't driving and just riding along. You know. Oh, you can do that legally, right? You, so can, you, can. you can in West Virginia. You can drink in the backseat. Yeah. So I had, you know, road yeah. beer, um, going to Pittsburgh, and then um, just, like, hanging out. Like, uh, um, I don't want to talk about all my exploits or whatever. I mean, I do, but I'm saying I don't want to yeah. keep, like, because, you know, I, want to, I, don't, I feel like I'm over-talking <laughs> over, over my conversation here. So I'll get into some other stuff in Pittsburgh a little bit later but the records today portion of it was a whole lot of fun and we were there for you know an hour and a half two hours something like that it was pretty nice like we all had a really good chance to look Again, and we all spent money like the lowest yeah. person spent like 78 bucks or 81 dollars and everyone else spent like 150 <laughs> so or close to it I, I spent 125 there which isn't too bad right yeah no that's not and you got some good stuff and yeah. again like you were able to get some record store day stuff that I don't I mean, the offspring I'm not as surprised about. I feel like there's a lot of those, but in in yeah. general, you know what? for record store day, that Gambino has eighteen thousand copies. I did not realize that. Yeah, but yeah, they had like a really nice selection. I'm glad they did. You know, I'm glad they still had some stuff up there. Yeah. So no, you had a you had a lot um, less tiring record store day than I did. And a longer, yours lasted longer, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So for me, it was a, it was definitely a good record store day, as in doing what you want to do for record store day and getting what you want to get. Um, I, so I was watching NBA and I decided it's like around 10 or so, like, okay, I'm going to get up, go outside. You know, do my routine with a cigar, like right, to, which I'm smoking tonight. I'm smoking a Norteño. It's really good. It's a really good cigar. I'm smoking it. And, and so my plan that Friday 
was, all right, I'm going to set up outside, smoke a cigar, finish watching NBA and chill. I'm going to set multiple alarms so I don't oversleep. I want to try to get to the store like four, a little after 4 a.m., which I know if you're not a record store day person, that sounds crazy. But if you're a record store day person, it it doesn't. Um, And I knew there were things like, I knew the Mott Kennedy that the store I was going to, Tone Vendor, only got like two, maybe three copies of the DeMont Kennedy. And that was my number one, was getting the EP uh, Doves and Ravens. Uh, it's a like five-year anniversary of that EP. I wanted it. It's, a, it's actually a Record Store Day UK release, but they have it over here in America too. And I knew they only got like two or three copies of it. So... So what I ended up actually doing was falling asleep on the couch. Never made it outside. Also never said Wait, what? Yeah. You? Yeah. Shut up. I also didn't set any alarms because I fell asleep before setting them. I woke up at like 3.20 on the couch and I'm like, oh, it's 3.20. Well, I better just get up because if I try to sleep anymore, I'm going to be in trouble. So I got on up at 3.41. I head out or at 340. I, I took a picture in my car that the time said 341 and I had just left. So I left like right at 340, got to Tone Vendor just a little before four, and I was fifth person in line. And like two or three cars pulled up right as I was getting there. So it's a good thing I went when I did. Went fifth in line. The store opened at eight. I was able to get everything I wanted. One of the cool things that Tone, the way Tone Vendor does it is as long as you stay on the premise, you're good. You're supposed to get there. You go and you pull a list that's in a manila envelope. And that list is supposed to also is supposed to hold your place in line. You can't leave, but you could if you wanted, like go sit in your car. Um, you just can't leave the premises. Uh, but the way it's supposed to work is every list is numbered, so you pull that list, and you're, that's your spot. For whatever reason, the list got out, the numbers got off. So I pulled number 10, even though I was fifth. And one of the people that was already there, like the person that was first in line, he got there like two or three in the morning, him and his friend. Mm-hmm. And what he told, as soon as I pulled my list and went to sit down, he said, he was like, hey, just so you know, that number is not right. You're fifth. You're the fifth person here. And the other people were walking up at that point too. He said, even though it says, um, I was like, yeah, it says number 10. There's not 10 people here. He's like, no, there's not. And for whatever reason, like two through four completely disappeared. I don't know how. Um, But even though I was fifth, there was a six, seven, eight, nine that other people had. So anyways, I was fifth in line. Another cool thing is the list has every release available and how much it costs. So you can prepare. Yeah, you can prepare financially. There's a... Helicopter. Did you hear that? 
Yeah, no, sorry. It's a helicopter flying super low. I don't know why. So anyways, okay. Helicopter flew super low. Sorry about that. So anyways, one of the good things is this list, it, all, it helps keep your place. It helps you plan for when doors open financially because it has everything the store has is on the list and also how much it costs. So I had already decided I was not going to get the Casey Musgraves picture disc. So I did not get that. Then I was looking at the list and I saw everything I wanted. And the Black Pumas 7-inch box set was $98. They had uh, one copy left. Sorry, just because no. it's relevant. They had one copy left, at least that I know of, that I saw uh, at Attic. And it was also $90. I don't know if it was... Right. Uh, yeah, so... When you told me that, I was like, oh, man, that seems like a markup. But then, no, that's the actual cost of that set. Yeah, that's just so. what it that's just what it costs. So I immediately said, okay, I, I'm not buying that, especially because just recently I got colors. Uh, so, or not, I, I, got, I got the album. So I don't need the box set necessarily. So anyways, I marked that off. And then I marked, you mark on the list everything you want. And then he, before he opens up the doors, uh, someone, either the owner, it was the owner that did it this time, him or one of his employees comes out and gathers the first 30 people in line's list. And there was just a little over 30 by the time he opened doors. So he got, he gets everyone's list. So he's already prepared. So you, and also, they will, they'll mark off, like, if it's not available. Or they have in the past, so I'm assuming they did it this time, too. They'll mark off so you know if something you wanted isn't there. At least that's how they did it in the past. So, so I got my, I was able to financially prepare for everything I wanted. And it looked like, and everything I wanted was available. So... So I was ready. I knew about how much I was going to have to spend. And so then when it came time, fifth person, I walked right in. They had everything I had marked on my list that I said I wanted in a stack waiting for me. They are efficient, buddy. They are efficient. It's there waiting for you because the first few people, you know, you're in, you're out. Um, so I walked in, fifth person in line. I got my I got my list, and I also got my Jack White, which I'll explain that um, after I'm done. But so here's what I got. I got U2, the celebration single, which these are just cash grabs. I I know by U2, they're doing them every record store day now where they release a very old single on a 12-inch. And it's only like two or three tracks. It's like that song, sometimes one other B-side or that song, and then another live version of that song. So this was Celebration. I don't care. I love you too. I want them. It's expensive for what it is because it's you too. But I got it. I got it. I also got the Taylor Swift 7-inch Lakes, which people are already selling the Lakes for like two, $300 online and stuff. It's crazy. 
because flippers are jerks. That's insane. It is. <laughs> like, Lord, I feel like they had a lot of that record, too. Isn't it like at least 5,000 to 10,000 copies? Something, but that's how big of a deal it is, dude. Um, that's how much people love Taylor Swift. So this 7-inch is crazy. Like, Actually, this has never happened before. And I say it's because Tone Vendor runs... I think a very good, but also a very caring business. Like Dan, the owner was like, Hey, I'm asking you this. Cause I'm asking everyone. Like, I know, I know you're a real collector and you're a fan, but there are some people in line only for this seven inch. So I'm asking everyone, you know, like if you, if you c- kind of want it, there are some Swifties in line that, like, this means a lot to them. And I kind of felt bad, but, I, but at the same time, I was like, I really do want it. Because I am a fan of her. Ever since I became a fan in 1989, I didn't really care about reputation and all. But then Folklore sealed the deal for me. That is such a good album. Like, that and, every, like, she's just killing it. Uh, so I really wanted this 7-inch so I did not relinquish it for a Swifty. Sorry, Swifties. But, and Dan was like, no pressure. I understand. I know you're a true collector. I know, like, you're an actual fan. But there, I'm just letting it, I'm just asking everyone, if you're okay with parting with it, there are people here in line that are not going to be able to get it because we only have so many, and they're the only re- this is the only reason they're here. And I, I respect that, that he's willing to do that, and you know? So, and some people did say, you know what? Okay, I'll let it go. Sorry, I didn't. I got it. So I got, <laughs> I got the lakes. Like I said, I got that celebration. I got the Childish Gambino, Kawhi. Very excited. I got Portraits of Her, the compilation. It's very good. There was a lot of artists on that I didn't know. Or I knew the name, but didn't know their music. It's very, very good. I got the replacements unsuitable for airplay, which is a live album from back in the day. They were a very important band in punk back in the day. So very glad to get that. That's a double LP. Uh, and then I did get the DeMont Kennedy Doves and Ravens, which was the one I was most excited about. So I was able to get that as well. Super stoked. Bought all those. It was actually a little less than I expected. It was still a good bit of money. But, I mean, I I left with six records. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't think I would, for what for what I got, I don't think, you know, it was too much. It was, what I, it was a little less than I thought it was going to be going in. Uh, the only thing, like 80-something albums have been moved to the June Record Store Day. And one of them was the Go Ahead Punk Make My Day compilation, which I talked about in previous episodes um, with like AFI and some others. So I still want to get that come June. Uh, but, I mean, that wasn't an option. It wasn't there. So I got everything I wanted, left, went and got coffee, and I was home before 9 a.m. and the store opened at 8 so it was a good day. And then I, my parents came over a little later and we went to my nephew's birthday because he turns tomorrow or today, really, because it's after midnight. He turns eight. 
So his birthday party was Saturday afternoon. So went to that. So my record store day, as for being at the record store, was uh, four hours of waiting (laughs) very comfortably. And then about 30 minutes actually there once the store opened. (laughs) That's that's not bad. It was successful. I got. I know that they were doing something similar with the list. I don't think they handed out the papers like you mentioned. I think this was um, like if you had a list on a paper, like you gave it to them. Gotcha. And they would fill it, and then uh, you know they kind of keep it back for you, wherever so you don't have to like hold it the entire time. Right. Yeah, it was cool. So I got everything I wanted, which was awesome. I gotta tell you, the like. I saw this story. So there's another record store in town that I'm just so loyal to Tone Bender and in the habit of going there. I don't go, but it's another record store. It's called Music Matters. that has been in St. Augustine for many years. And like a year ago, a new person bought it and he's really re- revamped it. And he does a lot of events and stuff. So I have a lot of respect for what he's doing. There was a grandmother. I don't know how old she was, but I saw this online so she was in line friday at like 6 p.m she was first in line for the taylor swift seven inch my and it said like grand so like the post said like this is the grandmother of the year yada 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 i think five i think they said five people got the taylor swift seven inch at that at music matters and she was one of them. She was the first person. And I guess because it said, like, grandmother of the year, maybe she was getting it for one of her grandchildren. That's my guess. But uh-huh. this woman was just sitting in the picture. She's just sitting there. She's got, like, a bag beside her. And she was just she was sitting in, like, a beach chair. and Or, like, a little camping, fold-up camping chair. So, like, I'm just like, that woman's badass. And this is obviously... My guess, not the first time she is camped out for something like this. <laughs> Dude, she was there like before 6 p.m. and they didn't open till I think like nice, nine sure. the next day. That's a, Jeez, that, yeah. that's a long, oh, um, yeah. That, that's that's just, dedication. That's too long for me. <laughs> like, uh, nah. Mo- most of the time I'm just like a few hours and that's all I really want to do. Like three hours is pretty much my limit. I think 3 a.m. More than that just seems like kind of crazy. I think 3 a.m. is the earliest I've ever done. This year, I was there by of, four. Most of the time it's like, if it's at, at night, it was like get there by like 10 and you're still probably one of the first 10. Because most of the time, if you're in the first 10, you can pretty much almost get anything you want. Almost. Right. You know, depending what you want. Because most of the stuff, like if you were 10 in line, you're probably still getting the Jermon Kennedy, I would say. I don't know, though. I mean, there's a chance because... I would say it's probably likely because I think most of the people in the front of the line probably weren't there for that. That's right. what I'm, I'm saying. I'm, now, if not you're like here. 50 or 30, right. I don't know. That's If there's only two, especially. Right. That, a, I'm, I don't know. That's in a here. bigger market, he's better known. But in, but here, it's a small market. Yeah. That So, yeah, it's probably not as likely. Uh, and, I mean, the only I think the only reason it got ordered was because... Dan always asks in advance, hey, we're about to start our record store day orders. Let me know what you want. And so, like, if I hadn't have said it, I don't know if he mm-hmm. would have ordered it at all. So, like I said, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, like, yeah. it, I was fifth in line if, say, 
two people wanted it before me, I wouldn't have gotten it. True. Um, so th- your record today ended relatively early. Oh, yes. Um, since you since you went early. Yes. Um, mine was like I said, started late because we didn't get there till after one, and uh, yours was more it fun. Was, we were there for about two. Yeah, we were we were there for two hours or so, and then we went to the exchange, and uh, after that, it was um, pretty much chilling. Yeah, uh, like we went to the exchange, and then we decided to go to um, uh, get food after that, and then after we got food. Um, that took a couple times because like the one, the couple of places we went, like they didn't have any, cause it was like five o'clock. So we didn't have reservations. And so it was like getting right. packed. Right. And, and so by the time we got all of that done, we thought, well, let's go grab some beer real quick and, and we'll just chill out. So we went to the beer store and, uh, that was actually pretty cool because they had one that I tried and you're like, wait, how does this, does this make sense flavor profile wise? And I get yeah. it. It was, uh, called cookie bongster <laughs> yeah cookie yes. bongster Bongster. you sent me a picture of yes. it <laughs> and uh it basically was a fruit beer so it had like it tasted like blueberries then marshmallow and just a tinge of like chocolate so it didn't taste so bad at all weird. but it just was like probably surprising uh that it would taste so well i really liked it uh, so it was, it was like fruity it was a nice hot day so it kind of was like oh this goes well for sure. Blueberry cookies. I mean, just the name and the, mm-hmm. like the artwork. Cause like I said, you sent a picture of it to me does not match what the actual beer description or and flavor profile is like it look cookie. Anytime you say cookie, I'm thinking probably more likely a stout or at least stout. a porter. And you said it was supposed to be a sour, right? Yeah, it was like a sour, like slash. Yeah, which a lot of the like sours that. these days are fruit beers. Mm-hmm. They're actually a lot of them lately are more just fruity than they are sour. But it definitely does not sound cookie yeah. to me. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it, it's, it doesn't match. But if it tasted good, that's all that matters, I guess. Yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, and then, you know, got some custom ones. Uh, thought, you know, since I'm up here, I can get some different things. So I'll do that. But the thing that literally was wild that I just wanted to mention. Uh, so there's a beer that Sam Adams has made for a long time called Utopias. And they did a, a like a lower, a, like a lower level version of it where they did a dogfish Utopias where they combined Utopias, Sam Adams with a dogfish think it was the worldwide style but it could have been another so. year and uh it was really good but it was pricey it was about like 19 dollars a bottle or something yeah. like that well utopias um and i saw my friends i'm like it's like 250 for a bottle it's yeah really, it's insane really the the price of that and it's also like a crazy abv yeah it's like 28 percent. yeah it's insane like 28 something percent i believe or it could be even as high as 30 something percent but i think when i looked it up because i wanted to see how many ounces were in the actual bottle it's it's 25 point something for the actual ounces in the bottle yeah but, um, it's like a white whale of beer yeah 
I mean, you can you can get it. It's it's tough to get. It's just you put out a lot of money for it, and it's yeah. like it can go higher than two fifty. But that's the lowest when I looked out online because I thought it might have been a hundred and something. But no, it's like two fifty is the cheapest to buy this thing. At one it's time, a bottle. At one time, you could get it for like a hundred something. Doesn't it come in like an onion bottle? Yeah, yeah, and it's gold. At least it looks at least gold. It looks in the picture, um, right? But anyway, they had it there, and you could try a shot of it uh, for $25, which is a lot, and I get it. But it's, I'm never going to pay – I'm never going to buy a bottle of it ever because that's too – I'm not going to spend that much money on a beer unless I'm like completely right. bawling or something like that. And it's like one right. of those beers I'm not getting into chug or anything. I would just like share it like this, and it's resealable too. It's a beer you, you can't open. Don't have to drink it one setting. Like you can have it multiple times. Right. So I gladly paid the $25 <laughs> just because it was like YOLO. And uh, yeah, it was really cool because I get to try it. And I, I see only one of my people that I'm friends with on Untaps had ever tried it. And it was a guy that goes there um, from Pittsburgh. So I was like, oh, cool. So not a whole lot of people get it. Um, yeah, anyway. I've, never, I've never seen it anywhere. Yeah, it's – you have to the main place I've seen it honestly is I've seen it when I went to places but I don't know if it's for sale like they have it um, and then I saw it at uh, like one of the online beer re- retailers like Craft Shack or something like that had it one time right and that's the only times I've ever seen it but like I said I personally never pay that much for a beer like that's just insane but I tried it and I really liked it it reminded me of a barley wine in a way which I could it, see that. And it kind of reminded me of, if you had it, the Raison d'Extra from uh, Dogfish Head. I know I've had it, but it's been a very long time. It had some, it had some notes of like, kind of like reminded me of that. And then there's cherries in it. Like it was made with like some cherries. So it brought some sweetness to it. I was very surprised one for the, the level of ABV it is, um, how, how sm- it, no booze at all. Right. Like, Which is not awesome. boozy at all. And, and you know, I would tell you because I'm the type of person that's like I hate boozy beers like that. No, um, wasn't boozy at all. Uh, it is 28. percent I just looked it up real quick so I'd have the right number. Yeah. Um, very smooth. You could drink it warm, and it was great. It was almost like drinking like a um, like a port, or even not not quite a whiskey, but something like something like you would drink like a whiskey, just neat or something. Right. Kind of like what I put on that level as. And um, that cherry, I honestly thought was like a, until I was reading, I was like, okay, it was the cherry notes coming through there because it almost reminded me of the slight tinge of the fruit wood that I would tell you about from uh, from Founders, where it's like that cherry, you know, done in cherry barrels and whatnot, or or uh, done in barrels and has like that cherry kind of taste. It kind of reminded me of that a little bit, and there's like the maple hint or something, but it was very very good. It's super smooth. I'm so glad I get to try it just because, like, it's one of those things I, I'll probably never get to try again because I've not seen it where you could even buy, like, a shot of it anywhere. So that's why I yeah. took advantage of it. I know it was a lot, but. I'm jealous for you because it's one of those I definitely really, really want to try. I'm like you. I don't know if I'll ever uh, buy it. I don't think I'll ever buy a bottle. But I am very, very jealous yeah, it's it was just cool. Like if that would be, you know, I don't I don't keep like bottles for anything. You know, some people like yeah, like we're like mainly college age, like yeah, all the liquor bottles on the the top of the counters. I mean, that's a thing um, here. 
but uh, this bottle is so neat. Like if I were to, if you, if someone were to buy it, like if I was going to buy it, it's definitely a bottle that I would keep. Um, I definitely took a picture of it for, um, for untapped when I checked it in. So it comes in a box uh, and then it's like, like a word was saying the onion uh, style looking bottle. And it looks like a, it looks almost more chrome, chrome than gold. Just like the picture that I have of it. It could just be the lighting. Um, but they moved, they moved the store. So it was funny because uh, we were just going to go there because uh, we thought about going to Southern Tier, which is like my favorite brewery in Pittsburgh. But um, we had had to pay for parking and it was like in that, uh, the North Shore. So it had been kind of busy or going to Mike's because Mike's is awesome. It's right across from PNC Park. Uh, they have just great craft beer selection. So we thought about going to either one of those places, but we kind of wanted more of like a lesser crowd. So there's a place I go to all the time called um, uh, McNally Bottle Shop and Tasting Room. And we go there and it says for rent. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm like, did they close? Like, this is surprising. Uh-oh. Yeah, so I look and I don't see like any information. I thought maybe they have something on the door like, hey, we moved to this location. So I started, I checked on tap for the, for the directions. Still same place where I am. I'm like, oh God, where did they move? So I checked their Facebook page and I was like, oh, they posted six hours ago. So they're open. I just don't know where they're located. So I called them. I was like, hey, where are you guys located? So it was literally like half a block up the road or maybe a block and a half up the road. And uh, they're located like in this, this restaurant now. So I guess they split like ran or whatever with this restaurant. But yeah, it was really cool. It's, it's very much still kind of like the same setup. Like they have some beers that are cold in the fridge you can grab. And you can also make a custom sixer with those beers or other beers throughout the store. And um, uh, they had like uh, the Goose um, Black Friday series. They had the Cola one. So I did get that because I wanted to try that at some point. I don't know of those. Every Black Friday. Um... <laughs> oh, my God. That's sweet. Sixers were flatter than Kyrie's Earth tonight. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, so every every Black Friday, Goose does their barrel age. So it's like the Goose Island, the barley wine one that's like about 13 or 16 bucks a bottle. And then they have uh, like everything else is – I don't think everything else is – I want to say everything else is different every year. And whether the barrel types they use, um, they all have a little bit different. Usually there's about six kinds or five kinds. So they have your standard barley wine that you always get, like the bourbon barrel series. And then yeah. different flavors. Um, now, these ones are like, that's, I, that is literally, if I was going to have one, most of the time I'd rather split it with someone because that's way too much for me. Um, my, it's like 16.9 ounces, and it's like usually 16, 17% alcohol. My experience with the bourbon barrels by Goose Island is not smooth, very boozy. I did not, I don't enjoy them. There is a few, I, and I'm right there with you. Like the the normal, the barley wine one, that's like the regular one. I do not care for that much. Like I'll try it if someone has it, and it was like, hey, you want to try this? Or wants to give me a bottle? Like Scott has given me a bottle. I'm like, sweet, because yeah. <laughs> but it's not a, um, it's not something that I'm going to like buy a lot of because I know I know what I'm going to get when that when I buy it, and just like right. yeah, I'm good. Just because like I don't prefer. I mean super boozy beers and it's pretty boozy yeah 
So I got it. I wanted to try it. So I got one a few years ago and it was like 10 bucks at the grocery store at Publix, but I got it. And yeah, to me, it was just very boozy. I was not a fan. Uh, I have been told by multiple people, it's one of those that you want to buy and let it age for like a year or so. So like they're all, they're all marked by the year they come out. So it's 2022 right now. So basically from what I've been told, you, if you want to drink one now, you're best to drink one from like 2020 or before is kind of what I've been told. Yeah, you can, you can age them five years, but the best drinking period is that three, that three, maybe four year window. That's where you really want to drink these. Right. Well, they can age up to five years and I've had them aged different years because of Scott buying so many of them. So, uh, I've tried the proprietor's one. It was like a 2016 one. That was, I got that one for my birthday. That's the most expensive bottle, right. bottle of, of beer I've ever bought. And it was like 40 bucks or maybe 42 or something. And wow. it was, I got it. It's already been aged for two. I think it was, uh, 2018 when I got the bottle. So it was already aged for two years. So I couldn't buy it anywhere. I bought it off like some beer website. Um, but I really want to try it because it had chipotle peppers and chocolate. And I really like hot pepper beers. Like that's like, uh, that's one of my favorite things. I do too. I, they, those are usually good when I've had them. Like a lot of, I've had a, I've had a few, what they call Mexican stouts because they had spices in them. Yeah. yeah. And it was nice because this one had, um, it almost had a maple, it had like, a, it was done in maple and bourbon barrels. So it had like a mapley taste to it. And that's what made it really cool because it was mapley but spicy, but that was like a almost like a hot and a sweet kind of thing too. It was really nice. And then I really liked their um, they had one a couple years ago called Mon Cherie, and it was like a almost like a black cherry kind of stout, and it was pretty good. I did like that one. Um, they, they had one that was a coffee one that they 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 did. I liked that one as well. And then they had a like a, a caramel one. It was a wheat wine, so it tastes like a caramel apple. And that one was also awesome. Interesting. But I've had some other ones I've just not cared for. Like, there was one one year that was an orange one. I thought, that sounds pretty good. And it was like, eh. Don't care for it. It was actually one of the worst ones I've ever had. I really didn't like that one at all. Um, they had one, they, and they had this one there as well. Um, it was from 2020. And it was called, it was a fog stout. So they made it with, like, London fog tea. That's one that you could only go two mm. years on the aging process. And it had also, uh, they used Earl Grey okay. tea and black tea. And it was uh, clover honey as well. And it was interesting. I didn't hate it. It just was very interesting. Um, and they had that one there to buy. But it was like one of those pricier ones for like 20 some bucks. And I was like, nah, I already bought the shot. And I bought one of the other bourbon barrels, the cold ones. So I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> those are my two expensive ones. I'm good. Yeah. And when you say a shot... Was it truly like a shot of liquor where it's like one and a half ounces or? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They filled it in a shot glass when I, when I bought the Utopias. Okay. And did you like sip it or? Oh yes. Yeah. I enjoyed the heck out of that. Like I, I didn't want to like, I didn't want to just like put it back. I just wanted to take the, taste the right, characteristics no. and everything. Yeah. In it. Heck yeah. That's the way you should do it. And like, man, that's a lot of money for a beer, but I can't yeah. say if I tr- if I was there and I had the money, I, 
can't say I wouldn't do it because that is, like I said, such a white whale of beer. So that would be hard yeah. to pass up. When I, when I factored out the money, it actually wasn't that far off. It was a little bit higher than you would pay if you bought like a bottle of it and you were having that ounce of it. Like if you factor that money, if you actually do the math, you're paying a little bit more than you would if you bought a bottle and drank that much. But for someone who's not going to buy a bottle, <laughs> it actually wasn't too bad. It, it was like, all right, this is this makes sense. Right. It was an opportunity that you know. So yeah, like yeah. as a as a beer connoisseur, it's yeah, I I get it. I can't say I wouldn't do it either. Yeah. You know. So yeah, and it, I will say like like I told you, it was worth every penny of it. It was that good. Now, would I buy knowing how good it is? Would I go buy a bottle of it? Unless something crazy happens when I become a baller, <laughs> no, because <laughs> that's just I just can't right. see putting it's, that much money out for a baller. So expensive, um, right? But yeah, that was that was, and then I came home, and you know how you said you're like we had a pretty chill day, but from walking around the city and it being like warmer, by the time I get home, I don't know if I just drank enough water because I didn't I didn't drink a lot or anything, but I just had such a pounding headache from walking in the hot sun all day that. I had to take some, like, yeah. uh, just some something to get rid of that headache. And then I was dead tired. I'm actually surprised I made it through the Minnesota game that night. I watched Minnesota and Memphis. I did not. And I, I wanted almost to. passed out at 11, but I ended up holding out for that whole game. I figured that would be a really good game, and I wanted to watch it, but I was just, I planned to watch it. I literally walked into my bedroom to set up the TV outside, grab a cigar, and I made the mistake, and I even thought yeah. to myself, this is a bad idea, but I was so, because this was like, it was 10 o'clock at this point, and I had not been asleep yet. I just got in from going to dinner with my parents, and I was so tired. I flopped, just like flopped down on my bed. Lights were still on, everything, so like my pajama mm-hmm. pants I was going to change into were on my bed. So I flopped on my bed, reached, grabbed them, and next thing I knew, I woke up at like 6 a.m. I was so tired. <laughs> I was so tired. Oh, I, I slept so well that night. Uh, although I didn't, I didn't sleep as long as I thought I was going to sleep. I thought like it would be one of those nights where the alarm wakes up and I'm like, oh, man, I'm still kind of like dead tired or whatever. But now I end up waking up on my own. I still got like over seven hours of sleep, which is like, I'm really surprised I woke up this early. But um, yeah, that was, that was the day in Pittsburgh. Yeah. It was awesome. A lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I have, uh, for, uh, for my records today, uh, hijinks. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a good one. I yeah. mean, it was a good time. I, uh, yeah. I mean, we just spent, we ended up talking about beer. So I guess we spent a lot of time out of bounds. I'm not complaining. We, we did go out of bounds yeah, but- a little bit, but it was awesome because it just like was part of that whole record state experience. It just was pretty fun. Yeah, no, you had a good time. Um, I did, I'm not going to go long because we should wrap up, but continuing with Out of Bounds, I did go Friday and to see a movie. Oh, wait, was Mm -hmm. it Friday? Yes, it was Friday because today. Yeah, because you were telling me about it on Saturday. Yeah, so I went Friday to see a movie and I saw um, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I think that's the right title. It's a crazy name. So it's from A24 Studios, which they do a lot of, they do a lot of good movies. They do a lot of kind of weird kind of indie films. And I would say this one definitely is an indie film. 
It was good. I enjoyed it. Take a swig of water there. Um, but but it was really yeah, good. It was indie. It was funny. It was kind of like an indie, over-the-top, um, not a martial arts film, but it definitely brought some of that in, action flick. And honestly, like with some indie films, they do some things that, in my opinion, are so like sometimes with indie films, they put certain things in that I just think is silly or completely unnecessary that just to be like, oh, we're so indie is the only way I can describe it. That sometimes kind of take take away from the film to me. And while I was watching it, that did happen on occasion to where I was like, yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to get tired of this stuff. But ultimately, by the time I finished it, I had run the gamut of emotions and it was so good that as I keep thinking back on it, the farther I get from the film, the less those things, I don't want to say what they are and like give anything away because people should watch it. But the farther I get away from it, the less those things matter to me. And just the more they're overshadowed by how good the movie was. It's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. It was very, very good. So um, I'm very glad I saw it. It was, it was different. Uh, it was like two hours and 20 minutes. Um, just a really good film. It definitely ran the gamut of emotions for you in a lot of ways. There wasn't any like scary parts, but other than that, and it, even the fact that there was parts I didn't like that I just thought were really silly and just unnecessary. Um, when I look back, it just makes me like the movie that much more because of the fact I can be like, yeah, those parts I didn't even like that annoyed me in the moment just push me to that emotion only to then have the movie bring me back in love with it so much that it even kind of makes it stand out more for me. It's definitely a movie that um, you're not the first person that says they've really liked the movie and it's like in different facets of life as well. And so that's what has me really intrigued about it. Also being a 24 uh, I think I've mentioned on here, and I know I've mentioned in real life, like I love A24 movies because they're just – sometimes they don't hit – you know, they're not great. They're, I mean, as far as – they're not always all great. Um, what I mean by – I'm getting tired, so I'm going to stumble up some words now. But uh, they're not always great. Like yeah. Lamb that I saw wasn't – I didn't like it as much as the hype that I had built up in my own uh, right. movie Right. I still need to watch that. But uh, I like what they do. And they're very intriguing. And I watched um, Ex Machina recently. And that was another great movie that they yes. put out. So I, I'm all in when it's A24. I'm willing to take the risk on A24. And with right. seeing different people say how much they've liked the movie, um, I, I definitely want to see it for sure. Did they do The Lighthouse? Didn't they do The Lighthouse? They did, yes. I felt so. Which I still mm-hmm. have not watched. I really want to watch that movie. It's weird. It's, yeah, I remember you saying It's that. not my favorite A24 movie. Like, it would probably rank towards the middle of the pack. Like, I liked uh, The Witch better. Um, I, think that was called, I think it was The Witch, not Witch. Um, Everyone tells me I need to watch that, and I started it. It was like a movie date, 
mm-hmm. and my date, we both really wanted to watch a scary movie. So we started it, and then we only got like maybe 10 minutes in, and we're both like, nah, we're not feeling this. But yeah, so better. many people yeah. have told me how good it is. I need to try it again. I watched it around Halloween, you know, build up to Halloween at some point, like two years ago. Um, and then I watched, uh, I don't think this is A24. It could be. It comes at night. I think that might be A24 as well. I know that name, but I never did see it. So I'm taking a look right now to see if it was put up by A24. I feel like it wasn't, but I could be wrong. Nope, A24 did it. Yeah, they do some. They, they do some cool stuff. Like they do a lot of different horror movies, um, and most of the like I've mentioned that the, the horror movies I love uh, are just the non-typical uh, slasher films. That you know, they're just a weird take on a horror movie. Right. Uh, some other movies they I forgot. I didn't realize they did Spring Breakers back in the day. But remember that movie with Leo? Uh, yep. Not Leo. Um, James Franco, where he played like that rapper. Yep. I never um, saw different. that. It's it's really different. I would have to see it again because I didn't watch it the one time. Uh he did they did Room with uh my girl Brie Larson. Uh that was that was a good one. I like that one a lot. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they've done a bunch. Um they did room yeah, like you said, Room, the the Witch. Um Moonlight. Yep. There's, there's They've done, um, which I didn't see Moonlight either, but I heard that's good. They've also done some stuff that's just been for, um, that's just been like to TV or to streaming. I mean, they're part of Euphoria. Yeah, they are, aren't mm-hmm. they? <laughs> didn't realize that. Wasn't even thinking about that. But yeah, they are. I forgot yep. they, they're part of it as well. Well, they, I think they started as, um, I read it one time, where they started off as a studio and then went to a production house or something like that. Right. So I they just so. did so yeah. well with movies that, yeah, they ended up uh, just going uh, and expanding on that, which I'm glad they did because they've put out a lot of good content. But, yep. uh, yeah, that's a movie. I need to look up to see if it's streaming anywhere, like online, because sometimes you can stream it, like, in theaters, and that's something I would look up. Uh, I'm not saying I wouldn't go see it in theaters, but I know that I have a lot going on the next couple weekends, and that, and I don't know how long it'll be in theaters because it is an indie release. Yeah. I feel like that if it was streaming somewhere and I could, and I, even if I paid 20 bucks, I'd be like, all right, that's fine. I'll do that. Um, right. That's why I went, that's why I chose it over the Nick Cage movie that everyone says is awesome. I, I do want to see it, yeah. but I feel like it'll be available uh, in theaters a bit longer. Yeah. Cause more people will go see yep. that versus they go see this movie. So I'll take a look at it. But uh, we should probably be wrapping up because it's almost one, and I know I'm yep. stumbling over words and getting tired. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, that's, a, that's a good episode. So, yeah, a lot of Out of Bounds there at the end, but well worth it if you're a fan of beer and movies. And, uh, yeah, uh, the NBA playoffs yeah. are crazy. And, again, the Nets are the only team to be swept, and they were in the first round. Good Bye, Nets. I feel bad for you, Steve Nash, because I like Steve Nash, but they are just awesome. Words hate for Kyrie is much more... I don't hate um, the man. I just think he is, (laughs) as incredible of a player as he is, I think he brings too much drama and trouble 
to the teams that he's on. I like that the uh, the boat on inside is called No Sweep Till Brooklyn. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> nice so, Beastie Boys reference. Yep. If anybody watches NBA on TNT, Gone Fishing is going on right now, so you know what that's about. It happens in the playoffs, and they're picking on the Nets for getting swept. Yeah, only team, like you said. Yep. All right, this has been Top Plays Podcast. Find us on all of the yep. channels where you listen to podcasts. Uh, we have great content coming your way. We got you know more NBA playoffs coming up. Uh, we have some concert season. I can give some thoughts on some concerts I'll be attending in the next like two and yep. a half ish weeks. Uh, I got some starting the end of May and then some in June. I'm going to so yeah, I'll be able to talk about them too. I have a buddy named Tom Whaley that is a musician. He works in a studio right now and he's been in some bands. He's up in the New Jersey area. Uh, I want, he's also a big, uh, he's an NBA fan because he's a huge 76er fan. So I want to bring him on soon. And he says he's down to do it. The schedules work out. So hopefully we can get him on while the 76ers are still in the playoffs, which means they need to win the <laughs> series, <laughs> um, which I do think they will. I do think they'll beat the Raptors, but yeah. Yeah. He's not happy with them right now. Oh, understandably so. And it's not even their fault. It's like the injuries, you know. That's why that's why I told you last year, you just want to finish the series as fast as possible so you don't prolong it and then take that extra chance of getting injured. Yeah, well, they still got Embiid and Harden. They're not injured, so it's somewhat their fault. Well, Embiid is injured, but... He is playing... He is not playing, like, what is it, his thumb... Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Like it's it's a rough injury. Um, it is, but he is Tim not Legler. showing it. Like the Tony and Mike talked to Tim Lego, not on PTI, but like about the injury because he had it one year when he played for the Wizards or Bullets, whenever team, whenever iteration they were when he played there. And right. he said it's painful. It's like annoying. Like just trying to grab. Even it wasn't his dominant right. hand; it was his left hand. And he shoots righty, but um, yeah. It may have bothered him more tonight, but the last game, you couldn't really tell it was bothering him too much. Yeah, I mean, he'll play through it. I think he'll be okay. Yep. It's just, if he didn't have the injury, I would imagine they would have probably swept it or 4-1. I, I, I Maybe, know. yeah. And Harden, yeah. like we said earlier, Harden. But, yeah, I agree. Um, that'd be cool to have someone on to chit-chat about sports or music. That'd be fun. I'm down for yeah, that. Yeah, he can do both. So Cool. All right. That's good. Deuces. Laters.